Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Tone Tech Luthier Supplies, your absolute online solution to all guitar parts and upgrades, and their new tone-up range of high-quality guitar hardware from Sever Innovations, and introducing their fantastic new line of stainless steel replacement guitar saddles, featuring innovative appointments to improve tone, increase sustain, string response, attack, and dynamics. The tone-up replacement saddles springs, intonation screws, and saddle height adjustment screws are precision crafted from high quality stainless steel. For more information and to purchase your own new set of tone-up saddles or indeed any guitar upgrades or spares that you can think of, visit tonetech.co.uk or follow links in the description of this podcast. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Orange Amplifiers and their Tremlord 30 guitar app. A very orange take on a classic, cool 1950s amplifier. It's a 30-watt 112 all-valve guitar combo with two foot-switchable valve-driven tremolo speeds and two-spring reverb tank. Everything you need to deliver high-quality, vintage-inspired, boutique-esque tones in the near-indestructible chassis of an orange amplifier. Harking back to tremolos made famous in the 50s, the 12AX7 valve-powered tremolo oozes versatility and depth. With crystal clear clarity and buckets of headroom, the orange tremolo 30 is the latest in Orange's run of meticulously designed pin-drop perfect amplifiers. Visit orangeamps.com forward slash tremlord for a detailed overview, sound samples and links to dealers worldwide. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Well, not exactly. Actually, this week, uh, dear listener, I came down with some sort of virus type thing which uh, left me bedridden for a couple of days, which sucked because it happened on the one day that the UK guitar... uh, event festival conference thing was going on i really wanted to go there was going to be loads of cool stuff stonefield were going to have their new fretless bass there ashdown had this cool pedal board amp thing there were so many things that i wanted to see and i didn't get to see them and unfortunately that also meant that later that night i didn't get to record the podcast and this week we've got special guest mikey Demas on the show talking all about his brand new range of pedals, Redbeard. So I had to call Mark Packham, ex-podcast host and currently enjoying a month's vacation from recording the podcast to step in and record for me. But we failed to mention one key piece of information. This week, if you're listening to the free version of this podcast, then you would have heard that we are sponsored by Tone Tech at the moment. However, we are also running something that everyone can enjoy. Free listeners, Patreon listeners. We've teamed up with Tone Tech to offer all of you 15% discount in their online shop which is pretty good considering you can get every single type of accessory and upgrade that you can think of. So all you have to do is uh, enter the co- the coupon code 15NERDS15NERDS at the checkout and you will enjoy 15% off anything on their shop 
for the month of September. Well, I guess you better enjoy this sort of podcast hosted by Mark Packham. Here you go. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your guest host for this week, Mark Packham, joined by Jay Cross. Hello. Matt Knight. Hello there. And special guest, Mikey Demas. Hello. How are we, um, how are we all doing? Doing very well. Good. Over here anyway. It's Good. Good. I'm okay, thank you, Mark. You're thank okay. you for asking. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm not really used to this gig. Um, you know, like, uh, it's, it's weird hosting. I've not Isn't even been like, a guest for like back four in the weeks. Chair. You're back, back in the, the saddle. Ch- Isn't it like riding a bike? Um, it's a bit like riding a bike. This is a bit Left weird. Foot and then right foot, and then you know. So, bit of backstory. Joe was supposed to be hosting. He seems to have uh, either boozed himself out of the game, or he's actually got norovirus, which is what he's claiming. So, we'll we shall uh, we can shall I, see. Sorry, can I just? Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where uh, the Simpsons go and stay in Ned Flanders? holiday home and basically everything is uh labeled to within an inch of its life like to the point where fill me yeah with, with, with what with what with water and it's like that is what joe has been like with regards to not being on this week's podcast we literally just had a text from him that said just don't forget to press record it's like <laughs> mate, that's literally the whole point of what we're doing like calm down it's fine i mean I to like- be fair i've not uh, we've we're recording remotely this week because you know it's like a kind of a last minute thing joe being ill um and i've not done one of these like hosting it before so i did have to ask you guys do i just press record <laughs> so the so the prompt from joe was actually quite helpful but uh i like to think yeah. that joe was out last night drinking 10 pints of what's no, no, something called norovirus. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just imagine some like West Country brewery. Yeah, just some craft drink. ale that's yeah, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> has, a, has a biohazard logo on the can, and he's do, just done a load of them. So, so fair play. Sorry, Mark. Do you know where Watford is? Oh yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I don't think is there a brewery in Watford. Okay, I just, I just imagine well, the sort of brewery that would do a beer called norovirus. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were suggesting it would, that it would be two things. Actually, it would be like proper like East London hipster brewery. It or sounds it like be, a cocktail from like somewhere in Shoreditch. Yeah, or it would be <laughs> Southwest, and it would be the strongest bitter you've ever experienced. Yeah. yeah. The norovirus. Some proper anyway, cloudy cider. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that actually, yes, it would be that. It would be like cloudy, almost like brown cider. It'd be, yeah, exactly. Bad. So that explains Joe's absence this week. He's I don't know. Is that he was the last we heard from him? He was in a car trying to keep it together. Literally. Not, yeah. Not uh, not good. So um, you've got us this week, and like I said, we are being joined by Mikey. Uh, Mikey, thanks for uh, for coming out. Firstly, for uh, Filling in in Joe's absence, but also thanks for coming on the podcast because you've got some big news to share with us. Big, big news, yeah. Do you want, so, to, um, do you want to give us the rundown? Yeah, so um, this week I'm very, very happy and proud to announce and launch uh, my new company, Redbeard Effects, which is a, a new business I've started, new venture, um, <laughs> basically launching our first pedal this week. And yeah, really super excited about it. Um, and you know i've a bit basically been fielding all kinds of questions from the internet the past couple of months about it and yeah we're finally here we're finally ready to put our first product out there this is the uh, the problem with doing teaser campaigns particularly if you're kind of embedded in the community as you are and it, you know people see a, a kind of bl- half blurry picture of the product and then it's going to be you fielding the questions yeah. until launch day <laughs> and intentionally How's- cloudy and uh, uh blurry photo how's that um how's that all been how's the kind of run up what's the uh, what's the kind of anticipation like how have you been handling the the barrage of questions um yeah it's been great to be honest i it, whenever you do anything new like this you always wonder how it's going to go and i've sort of been inundated with people wanting to know what it is and my my lips have been very firmly sealed uh for multiple reasons but yeah I'm I'm blown away at the response that just the small amount of teasing and small amount of you know sharing photos that that, that I've been doing and we've been doing. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited to go to pre-order and see what happens. You know, 
Let's um let's talk a little bit about the uh, the company itself first before we dive into the actual first pedal. So mm-hmm. Redbeard Effects. Yep. Um, I think it's pretty obvious the inspiration for the name. Uh-huh. Um, but what made you um, what made you settle on that? Well, I, I took some advice from a couple of trusted friends who work in various uh, regions of the industry. Uh, I was you know playing around with a couple of different names, but I, I'm not the kind of guy to get up in the morning and go, hey, check me out. Beard, it's beard time, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but See, I, I, I imagine the opposite. I imagine you standing in the mirror and just like finishing cleaning your teeth, and just about as you're about to leave, well, uh, it's hey, beard time. Yeah, look in the mirror, give yourself a little point, and go, "Hey, it's beard time." Now, <laughs> well, this is it, and you know, people. I was sort of, I was, I was given some advice to just go with it, and so that's what I chose to do. And yeah, everyone's been really positive about the brand in general. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the um, the artwork and stuff like the logo is, it, I mean, it's very cool. Um, oh, thank th- you. Is that something that you did yourself? Do you know what? Best kept secret. I did all the branding myself. So okay. feel nice. free to shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, the the branding is awesome. Um, thank you. Yeah, in terms of like the the logo and stuff. And to be honest, that's all I've kind of seen so far. So the logo is what I'm saying is awesome. Oh, it's really good. It's it's the sort of thing that because it's like fairly simplistic, but also it's you know, it's very you know it could become a very iconic looking brand you know i think a, a, a really nice thing to have is is a recognizable logo that could easily be graffitied somewhere exactly. you know, it, exactly. it's not it's not out of the realms of possibilities that someone could spray paint this on the side of a building and it's this like it. that's I, cool, did, um, I did sort of uh umanar over the idea of putting selling stencils on the website actually. nice and that's still a thing i'm sort of on the fence about because it's an, you know an easy thing to stencil but yeah one of the one thing that people might not know about me is long 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 time ago before i was um before it was beard time um i was actually (laughs) i was actually a a graphic designer for a fair chunk of my life so i still know how to use photoshop just about (laughs) so so yeah i've sort of thrown myself into the visual end of things um quite hard on with this how many designs did you go through before you got to that or did you sort of know already what it was going to be do you know what i kind of knew what i wanted and I went out there and asked a few people to kind of put something together for me because I didn't, I wasn't completely sold in my own abilities to know what I want to do to actually manifest what I want and got a lot of stuff sent back and none of it was right. And I thought, you know what, why am I doing this? I just need to sit down, get in front of a computer and just get it together and, and knock it out properly. And that's what I did. And, and, you know, it's sort of just using your own skills to kind of make it how you want it is, is quite a satisfying thing really. So you know, just been doing all the graphics, all the visuals, everything. And uh, in terms of like the pedals themselves, without getting down to the specific products, we'll do that in a minute. Mm-hmm. What's been the um, uh, the kind of idea behind them? You know, what did you want to shoot for in terms of you know products in the range? Um, and you know, what what part of you has gone into this brand? Okay, so I guess the way I felt about it was there was a bit of a gap in the market for. Um, an edgy sort of in-your-face kind of range of effects that were made in the UK, like made by hand in the UK. You know, a lot of the the other brands that sort of in, I find inspiring, a lot of them come from other countries. And, you know, because I'm a sort of champion a lot of British brands, I figured, well, you know, what what's to stop me doing this myself? And so I, I went about thinking up some ideas for pedals and looking for a route to actually get them from inside my head to out into tasty little enclosures and out into the marketplace. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about the kind of um, design? What went into to the design uh, in terms of the, you know, the circuit and, and how everything works? So it's probably the worst kept secret of Redbeard Effects is that it's my, um, uh, I'm doing this with Adrian Thorpe of Thorpe Effects who's a great friend of mine and he's been absolutely elemental with every stage of designing the physical product and that's from the internals to the externals you know the enclosure the pcb everything and i'm kind of he's we've been reining each other in from you know from uh making things too mental one way or another (laughs) 
so I come to him with sort of crazy ideas and he has to get you know he's like the get real conversation person <laughs> yeah it's um it was funny because we were we obviously did the podcast with um adrian last right. week and we were saying you know how often do you have to kind of make the decision for the greater good rather than kind of going this is a pedal that i want and it sounds exactly how i want it versus i right. probably shouldn't have that and it should be like this because more people will enjoy it right well that's it and it's not not without trying to get too businessy about things but you know when you've got a brand of anything it's just like you know with guitar nerds you guys know who who your audience is you know that you're not about to start trying to sell people sell people the idea of like keyboards or that kind of thing potentially you know oh you, wait you, how did oh, you know oh how did i know <laughs> oh here we go but you know you know that your your audience are like guitar players or from all different walks of life and it's just trying to give that audience the best kind of you know listening experience and that kind and putting that stuff into the community and you know with with redbeard um with redbeard effects i was kind of very conscious of who who i could imagine trying to be into this stuff and obviously with thorpe's own brand uh, we we felt that those that that um that audience could at times be sometimes different so it's just been a case of trying to put the right idea out you know for the right brand so to speak and you know, Thorpe's uh, Thorpe's has got a really, really good thing going on, and I feel like what we're doing with Redbeard is kind of a good outlet for us to be able to do stuff that's really mental that might not necessarily be his audience's cup of tea. I think it's exactly the the kind of right way to go because obviously you know Thorpey's got um, a, a reputation for building fantastic products and right. you know great sounding and then obviously you're bringing your sensibility to it and everyone kind of knows the sounds that you go for through right. through Skin Dread and the the other stuff that they've seen you do right. um, and yeah to me it just seems like a, a real obvious partnership and I, I don't know how to to describe it really it's, I think it's going to be a real good mix of the like you say the kind of crazy sounds that you go for plus you know the build that people are expecting from a kind of thorpey project this is it and you know i can't i can't i couldn't be in a better sort of position or i couldn't think of a better partner to have working with on this stuff because his work is absolutely flawless and he's a really meticulous individual and you know that goes from you know my understanding of pcbs and circuits is is rudimentary and you know that guy lives breathes sweats this stuff 24 hours a day so not not only has he got great ideas got you know the 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 builds are great he's um he's just i couldn't ask for a better person to be working with on this and obviously with the with the build of the enclosure i went into this sort of thinking you know we could stick some stick some circuits in a box and check them out see what happens but even that was a really meticulous process where we wanted to build a custom enclosure that we had we had control of and we could make it the way we wanted so that we took that route and even those sort of things i came into quite sort of um green behind the ears i'm now sort of a lot more clued up on the engineering side of things so that's been really fascinating that was um, one of the things i was going to say that's one of the things that stood out to me today because i hadn't hadn't actually until today seen a full picture of the pedal right um and now i have um because i saw saw adrian today at the uk guitar show which we'll talk about in a bit um and the thing that stood out to me is uh it's obviously it's not just a standard enclosure it would have been very easy for you to just buy like a you know a three knob kind yeah. of regular box put a pedal in you know slap your name on it job done um but yeah it actually looks very different i'm still in a you know pedal board friendly format um but yeah it really i think there's two things the design of the enclosure and also your kind of branding everything looks super slick and yeah well, I, thanks man that's what we were going for you know and it's a it's a funny thing when you think about pedals. You sort of just assume that things have to live in a sort of Hammond type enclosure, and mm. that's the kind of thing that can live up to being stood on night after night after night. But you know, we designed this enclosure from the ground up, just like we designed all the circuits from the ground up. So not only have you got completely original circuits for our upcoming products, like we've got one that we're releasing, we've got a couple more that we're going to be releasing, obviously. But even the enclosure, it's made out of aluminium. It's super lightweight. It's, you know, it, we've designed things with flight in mind. We've designed things with pedalboard, real real estate, economy of space in mind. You know, everything has top mounted jacks, which is, you know, the, the way to go these days in order to save space. We've tried to keep things modern. Um, and going back to what you were saying a minute ago, you know, 
this the stuff we're we're working on it's my main criteria is like i have to like it and he has to like it and it's not even necessarily we're putting things out that have to work in a world that that they don't have to be things that i would have to that i that necessarily go with what i do yeah all the time it just it's kind of like it, it passes through a kind of filter of do we like it do i like it would i use it for this is it insane? Is it this? Is it that? And just more than anything, just wanted to create stuff that inspires and is a little bit different. And, you know, like I say, a bit edgy and, but without, without being just a copy of something else that came before, you know, I think it would have been so easy to put together a brand, like you said, that, you know, you drop a, a modified clone of a circuit into a pretty looking Hammond enclosure and paint it, make it look a bit sexy and then try to palm it off as something. So that what you're saying <laughs> is we shouldn't expect a straight cheap screamer clone with the, uh, with the yeah. red beard branding on it. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> okay, and good. you know, I'll tell you all about our first product, which, you know, well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, let's get into that right now. Cause you know, it's launching in, well, we're recording this on Sunday. Uh, it's launching what middle of this week, upcoming week. So mm-hmm. the, this podcast will go live on Wednesday and, um, what the pedal launches on Thursday, right? That's right. Yeah. That is right. Tell us some. Tell us the name. Tell us a bit about it. Um, and yeah. The- okay. So the first pedal drum roll is called the Red Mist Mark IV, which is our first product. It's a really characteristic and at times savage and gnarly amp-like distortion in a box. Um, what we wanted to do was make something which could transform a regular sort of humdrum clean amp into a full tubey destruction machine um or you know turn a crunchy amp into a next level kind of high gain monstrosity as well it's it's basically we wanted to make like a medium to high gain pedal which could transform someone's entire guitar rig into like the real deal I like um, it. I like it because there's so much stuff now. And I think it's simply because it's one of the easiest circuits to kind of clone and build, you know, where right. people are like, oh, yeah, it's a kind of, you know, it's a linear drive that you put in front of a kind of slightly warm amp and it just pushes it over the edge. And, you know, with that, two things. I mean, firstly, like I said, I think the reason that gets built is because it's a fairly uh, simple circuit to do. And the right. other reason is I think personally it's quite hard to actually evaluate those pedals because, you know, you're – you're so reliant on what amp it's going into mm-hmm. and actually is it making enough of a difference? You know, I find that a kind of sometimes a bit of a grey area. And I know we right. talk about make gooderers. Yep. It's kind of, uh, that's not really what I mean. Because with a make gooder, it's kind of you leave it on yep. and it does make everything better. Yep. But I think there's also a kind of category of pedal, which is, yeah, transparent overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which I love, some of which I think don't add as much value as they could but this sounds like something that is you know you're going to take a hot rod deluxe or something and then turn it into a metal machine absolutely or you know anything in between like blues to hard rock to rock to heavy rock to metal to thrash to punk you know all of the above really and you know like you were saying about the overdrive stuff is there's there's a place for all that and i love all that i love i love those pedals that do that thing um but coming out of the gates we wanted to we wanted to really make it make a mark with something that was different and had character and you know my main ethos is just when you press something you want to know it's doing something yeah and you know with with the red mist it's kind of we wanted to people to be able to maybe base their whole like high gain tone around it um or you know add another channel to an amp that your amp never had and it's kind of having the ability to turn an amp into like another amp altogether so that you're not like you were saying you're not reliant on oh this 300 quid pedal really warms my dumbbell up just the way i like it (laughs) (laughs) so and um what was i gonna say something something about um i've lost my chain of thought that's right it's all good that's what this Um, podcast is about yeah (laughs) losing my chain of thought um but yeah we uh we basically designed a circuit from from the ground up didn't want to make a tube screamer clone. That was like the number one on the list. You know, <laughs> wanted to make something different. You know, everybody loves a good tube screamer, but we've played so many of them and just really, really wanted to make something that when you stood on it, I you think, knew it was doing something. I think that helps make, will help make your mark in the industry. I mean, you know, when we were sort of talking to Adrian, obviously the whole thing with Thorpe is no one can go, oh, it's a clone of this or it's a clone of that or the circuit or, you know, the box looks exactly like this box or whatever. Uh, And, you know, when you see a 
Dolby pedal, you know, it's that. And I guess it's the same idea. You know, he bought, he must have bought that into when you came with the idea of doing this. Was right. Well, he no kind one of, can he, go right. And he kind of schooled me on the approach. And you kind of come in with ideas, creative ideas, and the approach of how to get there kind of changes everything. You know, about your methodology of engineering and PCB propagation and all that stuff. It just it completely turns the idea on its head and you know adrian is the kind of guy we i've tried trust me i've tried to get stuff past him and he's just not gonna have it like he is not gonna have it <laughs> how like, about we put out a tube screamer <laughs> yeah i could yeah i'm, I'm, I'm you know I, I, we could have we could have done that but it's just not his it's not his style and and it's not really mine either to be perfectly honest you know and actually i think one thing that um Obviously, that you know the band and stuff that you play in, and the sounds that you've you've done have obviously gone well. Like, you know, that's the kind of pedal maybe that I want. But Adrian's also a massive metalhead, right? Yes. So I think little he known was fact, co- absolutely yes. <laughs> so I think that I think he was probably because there's nothing in his range that does that. So I'm sure he probably looked, saw this as a real creative outlet to kind of do something a bit absolutely yeah. crazy as well. Absolutely, and you know the Red Mist we've come out with it. It's the Mark IV, so it's kind of like Episode Four of Star Wars, where it's like the first one is like already way down the way down the line. <laughs> I'm into that. What what inspired that apart from obviously you know a new hope. Yeah, well, that's a big, you know, that is a big inspiration. Like when we were designing the look of the pedal and I, I kind of, when we decided on the look, I kind of wanted this kind of modern vibe, but kind of had this like 70s vibe about it as well. Like I'm inspired by things like Moog, yep. way, way huge, you know, all those kind of MXR, all these kind of like pseudo retro, but also completely modern, you know, like you look at the MXR stuff, they've looked the same almost since, you know, so like 30 years yeah they've and gone from just flat paint to sparkly paint in most right. cases and that's kind of it so the goal was to try and make something that kind of looked iconic kind of looked on you know could be told apart from other pedals just by looking at them but you know taking some influence from some of the big guys like you know i love i love the always love the moog stuff always loved way huge and you know just trying to give a tip of the hat to that kind of design um that's actually yeah. interesting to hear you say moog or moog whatever um because moog actually yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> to hear you say moog because actually looking at it thinking about what it looks like it doesn't look that far from quite a lot of the like euro rack stuff that's out of the right. moment the kind of moog inspired euro rack stuff it's got that real hardy studio vibe to it but it's cool it's like a 70s cool exactly i wanted that kind of 70s cool but kind of like modern edge on everything and when you put the red mist next to some of the other pedals we've got going on because we've got some other prototypes obviously and when you put when you line them all up they do look euro racky it's kind of weird it's kind of like you just want to twiddle knobs yes (laughs) you know get in there and get dirty (laughs) i'm into it like i said you know it would have been very easy for you to put out like a three knob you know, just stand a box and it's, uh, you know, it's brave to, to kind of not do that and do something totally new. And it, I think it pays off. Right. Bear in mind, all of this is without us actually hearing the pedal. So here at Guitar Nerds, you know, we haven't heard one in the in the flesh or anything. So Yeah, no. Um, and I'm, again, I'm stoked to all the response that we've had online so far, just from literally teasing some blurry photos of what it could be. <laughs> because, no, you know, well, by the time this podcast goes out, it will be, it, everything will be out there. But, um, no one would no one's heard the pedal no one would have seen the pedal and so just to get the the following that we've got already off of that is really inspiring and i'm really grateful for it well it's um yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking to see i'm looking forward to see how firstly to hear it obviously but see how it does because you know effectively it is a new brand and that's always exciting you know bringing new stuff and with your kind of heritage and and what we know about adrian's stuff i think it's it's going to be it's going to be mega yeah i guess our thing is that we're not necessarily looking to make something that is for everyone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I play for a living, and my band's kind of one of those Marmite bands where you kind of either love them or you hate them, <laughs> and that's okay. And I'd, I'd much rather that in some ways that I'd rather be annoying people and rubbing them up the wrong way than just sort of vanilla-y pleasing everybody. And the same goes with the Redbeard effects stuff. Is that I, I love the idea of someone plugging it into their rig and being like, oh my god, this is this is everything for me right now. And then I love the idea of someone plugging out, yikes, this thing is mental. Get it away from me. <laughs> because, you know, I, I just, uh, I w- I'm not really inspired by the idea of just doing something which appeals to, on a sort of, yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm not, 
we wanted to we wanted to make we wanted to make waves um uh, yeah i'm totally into the idea of a new amp in the box pedal that you just plug into something clean and it sounds awesome so yeah looking forward to it um just before we move on do you want to let people know like where to find out more like where's your site um and uh i guess should we talk about price or do you want to leave that yeah, until it actually launches we can do that no problem so so basically all our socials are really easy to find it's all red beard effects or at red beard effects that's instagram twitter um facebook as well you can find us that way uh our dot com is just redbeardeffects.com and at the moment we're just selling direct from our own website and you know potentially looking to go to retail later in the year um we're figuring that stuff out right now but you know our goals are quite small at the moment and we wanted the first run to just kind of try and just get it out there and get a, a feel for what people thought of it and you know just start small and put one foot in front of the other in terms of numbers before you get onto the price that mm-hmm. first run i'm sure is going to be a kind of coveted run of pedals how many do you think you're going to do can you share that with us so the first run's going to be a hundred Okay, so I've already got a lot of people signed up to our website for, you know, pre-order codes and what have you. So it could well be that by the time someone's listening to this podcast on Friday or Saturday, that they're all gone. And that would be a really that would be a great problem to have. But, um, yeah, we're just sort of, you know, dipping our toe in the water of seeing what the reaction is going to be. And um, obviously our goal is to do uh, do the next run as soon as we humanly can and like i said we've got we've got a couple of other products lined up which are even more ridiculous and i can't wait to talk to you about the other the next one that's coming out but i can't talk to you about it because i've been sworn to secrecy by um an ex-army major who will break me (laughs) (laughs) and he could trust me he's a beast (laughs) i'm guessing it's going to be something like the um Electro harmonics uh, hand clap, but it just makes the dubstep siren noise. Is that what? <laughs> oh, don't for? even joke. Do you know? Oh my god! Don't even play. I'm convincing him at the moment to do a dub siren pedal, and we keep yes. fighting about it all the time. <laughs> You're not, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Like, yes. do you know what we really need? He's like, oh, for God's sake. That would be. That would be fantastic, mate. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their brand new Ruby Alnico guitar speaker, purpose built to create rich. Beautiful vintage tones, the ruby oozes a richly musical warmth with mellow highs and a smooth, sophisticated mid-range that always seems to sound just right. The classic Alnico speaker shape and lush, deep red colour ensures Ruby really looks the part in your cab and guarantees that no one could possibly mistake this remarkable new guitar speaker's family history. Check out Celestian's new Ruby at retailers including Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebelaud in Spain, plus Gear for Music, Toman and The Back Shop. And in the USA you can buy through retailers like Sweetwater, Musicians Friends, AMS, Pass Express, Loudspeakers Plus and of course Amazon. And for more details, check out Celestian.com. I know it's a, there's a gap in the market, and at least at least four people would buy one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Us four. four. Yeah, there you go. And Joe. Yeah, Joe yeah, would. Of course. Yeah. So there, there we go. There's five. Joe yeah. would have one. 100%. I suppose you probably get it for free though, Mikey. So yeah, four sales. Yeah, the four of us. <laughs> I think I think I'm getting it at cost, which is great. Okay, and I'm good. really happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we uh, before we move on, let's talk price. Okay, so yeah, um, the Red Mist is going out at one eight four nine nine, which. Um, is really competitively priced for a pedal that is dreamt up, manufactured, packaged, built, everything in the UK by hand. Cool. Got it. Wow. 185 yeah. quid. Nice. It's not bad at all you know, when you consider the price of a lot of kind of boutique stuff these days. Yeah. It's, and um, we, we've, seems put affordable. A lot, we've put a lot of work into the details as well. Like I said, it wasn't just a case of buying up a quantity of Hammond enclosures and dumping a, a clone circuit into it. Is you know, every single element of the stuff we're putting out has been really, really meticulously thought about. And I wouldn't want to put my name to anything or sign off any anything that wasn't I, something I wouldn't say. This is a really cool thing. So, yeah, we thought we'd um, we thought we'd priced it accordingly. That's cool. lovely stuff. Well, yeah. So Thursday, if you're listening to this when it launches on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, Thursday is the day. So redbeardeffects.com. Mm-hmm. 
Good stuff. Um, so we did a little um, did a little visit today talking about um, Thorpey. We saw him at the UK Guitar Show. Um, Matt, Jay, we, we had a wander around. What did you um, see? What did you like? And um, what can we share about new products? Um, well, I'll go first because there was something quite exciting, which actually I, I've kind of wanted to talk about for a long time, um, but we couldn't really say anything. And this goes all the way back to... January 2017, when me and Joe were at the Ernie Ball factory. Um, today at the at the show, which was actually a bit of a surprise, I, I, I'd sort of been hinted that maybe something like this was arriving. Um, and then it was just a photo was taken at the show and popped up on the Ernie Ball forum of the new music man, Mariposa. Um, and it's basically... As far as I'm aware, the Omar Rodriguez Lopez signature um, from Music Man um, in a basically kind of weird body shape that's sort of half Albert Lee, half St. Vincent. Something like that. Yeah, that that would be my closest. I would say it's actually, it's size-wise in between the two. Yes. It's got yes. that kind of, um, yeah, I don't really know how to, to say it. It's got that kind of like almost like, sucked in middle bit that the St. Vincent Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's got, um, but it's slightly more angular than the same. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit more sort of, I mean, it just looks, you know, and we're going on about, you know, guitars like millimetric and stuff like that, that have all these kind of wacky designs. And this definitely feels like, I mean, every, when the St. Vincent came out from, I was like, that's a pretty odd looking design you look at this and you're like this is actually like far odder um but it, it was wicked we we um we sort of had a bit of a strum round on it and it was a great just a great feeling guitar as you come to expect um so basic specs roasted uh maple neck not flame or bird's eye just a straight maple neck ebony board uh two custom wound humbuckers um trem so it's it's not a hard house trem, uh, three way selector switch which is into the in the scratch plate, and two volumes. Um, so no tone on this one, um, but apparently really really responsive to the playing. We, to be honest, we didn't play it only because it was everything was going through headphones and guitar shows are never always the the best place to kind of really get an idea of how a guitar's going to sound when there's a load of noise going around all the time. Um, but the most exciting thing for me personally, and I think for maybe some of the other nerds, is the color selection: um, black, white, uh, turquoise, which is the one that was at the show. It wasn't called turquoise, though. Was no, it? It, was called... it got some other weird. It wasn't name. agave, but it was like something like that. Like, yeah, uh, oh, um, I can't remember now. That's uh, that's annoying. And. Shell Pink. Yes, mate. Um, so I'm guessing that Omar listens to the podcast, was loves <laughs> Pink so much that he was like, I'm going to have to make one just for these boys. And uh, yeah, there it is. I don't know when the when they're going to actually be in store. I'd imagine everyone's going to see them probably at Winter Nam, which is not far away. 
Um, and I think price-wise, I'd imagine it's probably going to come out same price as the other one, so about two seven nine nine. But yeah, a little bit of an exclusive look at that. So I'm super super excited. Obviously, the original Ibanez RM1 um, is now going for crazy money on places like um, Reverb. They're like five six hundred quid. Yeah, um, I had one of them. I sold it. Yeah, oh, they're great you? guitars. Because they, they, yeah. they did them lefty as well. Well, yeah, this is... a lefty. Yeah, well, yeah, this, is gonna, this is going to... Information that's going to upset you, Mikey, amongst m- other players is oh, Omar, of course, left-handed. Mm. What is not happening with this model? Well, left-handed lefty. version. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise. So I thought that was going to be just, oh, you know, it's a signature model and, you know, it's hard to judge the kind of interest in that sort of thing. So let's try the right-handed first and then do lefties. Music Man don't do left-handed guitars at the moment, from, from what I understand. They will do... Something what? they don't su- do any left-handed guitars at Some, all. Something super standard like a Stingray, um, you can get in left-handed. It's like Stingray bass, you know, something that's just kind of you know. Yeah, most think, people uh, that buy a music man guitar is probably a Stingray bass. But um, yeah, according to them at the show today, no left-handed guitars. Wow, I think remember back in the day when I was playing Ernie Ball, were they had they did two models in left hand, one of them being the Axis Super Sport. And the other one being something I never played, but I got a bunch of Axis Super Sports in left hand, and they were well. I think um, when we went to the factory, so um, to sort of going back to the beginning, when we went to the factory, we actually saw the body prototype of this that had all the etchings on it from mm-hmm. uh, Brian Ball and and Omar, and we were talking about that. But when we walked around the factory, they were like effectively Ernie Ball build to order. Yeah. Um, and that's why they're constantly building basically John Petrucci guitars when we were there. Um, and I, I just think that they probably, I think if they got enough requests, it would end up becoming a standard model. Yeah. And I think they're just going, we're probably not really, because it's, I mean, obviously their machines are incredibly clever and it's all automated. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've they probably just gone, we haven't really designed the lefty version because we haven't had any requests so it may it may come out if enough people i mean i'd imagine they've had at least one request (laughs) yeah Uh, can i have one (laughs) no sorry mate you're not allowed not allowed to have one for you you. that's the standard thing the the scratch plate i guess we should talk a little bit about the scratch plate which i think is probably going to be the most uh marmite thing on it I, i personally don't like it um it's a sort of it's not etched it's like printed like floral design yeah some sort of artwork i mean i don't know if it's like from an album or something i'm not too familiar with Omar's i mean the stuff. man's had like a hundred records well exactly so yeah, yeah quite possibly um, i think it's like a bandana oh is it i think so it's right. like reminiscent of a bandana so it's sort of yeah. pseudo paisley kind of yeah deal, yeah yeah you know? it's definitely had that vibe do you know what the thing that struck me about the guitar um you know i've been a big fan of things like the valentine and the saint vincent um but They've always just had something about them that's like a bit quirky in a way that is like a step too far for me. For example, the Valentine with the active preamp. The active preamp is just not for me. I would never really buy a guitar, uh, particularly one that was kind of mega expensive with an active pre in there because it's just not a feature that I need. Um, Whereas this is so stripped down. It's volume, volume, three-way switch. That's it. No call tap, no nothing. It's just two humbuckers, volume, volume, and the three-way. I quite like the volume, volume thing, I'll be honest. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, the the amount of people that actually use a tone control is like no one, basically. So it seems weird that there has no one's really done this before. I guess it's just kind of a thing that people always assume to be standard and they kind of leave it rolled all the way up most of the time, unless you're... A, playing a specific kind of thing but i find more use in having a separate volume for the neck on a guitar that only has two knobs yeah rewire all my tellies volume volume every time yeah yeah again you know for most guitar players that would actually be more useful but like you say it's kind of been a historical thing that you have tone controls and stuff on there so so yeah i liked it and um yeah as matt said didn't get to plug it in but feeling it felt great straight away you know they've they've nailed that roasted maple neck um and the board felt really good as well really kind of responsive and zingy so yeah um very excited to see what they do with it (laughs) yeah matt looks amazing as well he looks genuinely (laughs) oh matt's face does yeah 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 there's there's a photo up in the facebook group right now of uh yeah matt holding the guitar and uh yeah i think you were a bit blown away matt yeah i just it was you know i when we were when we were at the at the factory and we were like do you think it'll ever happen and they were like hmm I mean, I've got a feeling, um, and obviously I can't say officially, but I think it's been in the works for quite some time. 
Um, and I think he's the right kind of artist. I mean, you know, obviously Mars Volta at the drive-in, like huge sort of cult following. And I think they were just like, yeah, he's probably the right artist to, to fit alongside all the other kind of people that we, we've we've had signatures from. But I get a feeling that he was probably very particular about exactly how the guitar needs to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing their only thing was, I tell you what, we'll do all of this, but we're not going to build a left-handed version. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just... Um, I I just really, really, really want to see it in pink. Um, and I've got a feeling it's going to be amazing. Tell you what the colour was. One. The colour of the one that was there was avocado. Oh. Was it really? Yeah, avocado. That's the colour. So it's avocado, shell pink, black and white. It's the, like yeah. avocado bathroom. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's got a real kind of <laughs> granny bathroom vibe to it. I feel um, like the pink one needs a darker scratch plate. Like it's got to be black with like black and white. Yeah, they they change it up for things like the St. Vincent. Like depending on the color, you get a different right. scratch plate. So I'd imagine it's going to be the same deal on this. But we haven't uh, haven't seen any pictures yet. Okay. Should we um, do some news? This is where I've got to, like stop and Joe puts the jingle in, right? Yes. Okay, we're going to do the news now. First up, um, Jay Cross, do you want to tell us about the Andy Summers monochrome Strat set? Yeah, so this is something that, to be honest with you, I didn't know anything about until I saw it on uh, the internet. Um, uh, But basically, Andy Summers, uh, guitar player of uh, The Police, uh, has released a a custom shop, well, master-built Strat uh, alongside Fender, which is um, something that's actually quite interesting. So his apparently his two passions uh, are obviously playing guitar and being in the band The Police. Which, <laughs> if, if I was in the band The Police, that would probably be be, be my passion as well. But um, so he does that, and he also is a very keen photographer. And uh, he has released a masterbuilt strap, which is adorned with a bunch of photos that he's taken on his uh, trusty. Leica? Is that how you pronounce it? Very nice. Very nice. Leica M monochrome. monochrome. Very nice. Yeah. And basically, the uh, from what I understand, you buy it as a set, and the guitar comes with uh, actually comes with a Leica a Leica M monochrome lens. So how much are we talking here? Well, exactly. (laughs) So those lenses aren't cheap. I just did a little bit of googling on them, and uh, sorry, it's the Leica Summicron. MF2 35mm ASPH. I don't know what that stands for. Okay. Uh, but uh, that on its own is about three, it's about two and a half grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just for the lens. So the guitar is, as you would expect, quite expensive. Uh, it is going to be 12 and a half grand USD, and uh, there's only 50 worldwide, and I'm not sure if any of them are coming to Europe. <laughs> and anyway. I'm pretty sure most of them are probably already sold. <laughs> So it's weird because the Premier Guitar article that we're pulling from here says the Fender Custom Shop Andy Summers monochrome Strat is priced at $12,500 and is available for authorised showcase dealers. The camera and guitar are sold separately. So oh, I think okay. Actually, My that's mistake, then. just the price for the guitar. Right, gotcha. Um, worth mentioning, I think it's built by Dennis Galushka. It is Dennis Galushka, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, the camera... So is it a camera? Is it a whole? I think it's a whole camera. No, I think you can get a set and a. Ca- By the looks of it, I'm just re. I'm I'm just sort of reading. The set is complete with this, this camera. But I think you can go there and buy the camera separately as well. Yeah, okay. I tell you what, it's his signature camera it, as well. Yeah, yeah. It is so his to, signature so, camera. To, yeah. to honor Summer's work as a compliment to the guitar, Leica created the Leica M Monochrome Signature. The limited edition camera features intricate design elements from elements from the Andy Summers Monochrome Strat, such as the leatherette that matches a collage from Summer's legendary photo collection. So yeah, basically. It's the guitar, and then separately, you can also buy a camera. Oh, and the camera Jeez, is Louise, I, expensive. I, I, yeah. The, the <laughs> camera, I just Googled it. The camera is more expensive than the guitar. Go on, how the much? The camera's 15 grand. Yes. <laughs> See, I mean, they're not at... cheap to start with, to be honest. You know, well, I don't oh, know anything man. about cameras, really. What Like Leica stuff, is it super expensive yes. in general? Right. Super expensive, but amazing. And, you know... It's one of those things. If you can afford it, it's totally worth it. Because you've got to be—I mean, you've got to be a fan of not only the police and Andy Summers. You also need to be a fan of photography and these cameras. I tell you yeah, what—the totally. ca- camera looks quality. Like, yeah, it does look I, wicked. I don't know anything about cameras, so I'm just going to be—I'm just going to sound like a total idiot here. But 
it really does look good. And I, I think that the the kind of inlaying of the photos around the uh, the like grip of the camera, I think looks really nice. I think it's you know uh, it's, I actually it's don't really think cool. the guitar looks bad either. I mean, no, it's no, not I something think, that I'd I mean, personally obviously, buy. Obviously, the guitar looks great because it's a guitar and guitars are great. I was just it's thinking, sure. like, normally I don't really care about cameras. You know, I've got mm. an iPhone and that is fantastic. Uh, but this, I think, looks really nice. The only thing I would say about the Strat, and so obviously it's the monochrome theme, so it's got these black and white pictures all over the guitar. There's no scratch play. It's, it's a Strat, you know. Um, and it's maple neck with black dots, except on the 15th fret where it's a red dot. Which, Which is the same as the the camera. Got it's it. Like I haven't the, got a picture of the camera here, actually. Yeah, so. I mean the the. It's is like that the, like the, the the take the photo button? No, <laughs> the take the photo button. <laughs> <laughs> the the photo I think button. it's on the. I think it's on the. What's the thing called? The the let the aperture. I I mean I literally don't know. It's, oh, it's you're about on, to say the lens. It, it's the not the lens itself, but the bit that you turn and then you can change the focus. The app. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's a red dot on the camera as well. Okay, fine, fine. It just looks a bit weird on the guitar because it's in this, like, you know, everything's black and white on it and then there's just the one red dot on the 15th. But like I say, like that is, that's the same as the camera. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get it. Like I said, so I haven't the, seen a picture the of the camera. The red dot on the Leica stuff is, like, the signature thing. Got it. Uh, okay. But, okay. But, but also it's um, the sort of thing that you find on a lens to sort of locate where it houses into the body as well. Got like, it. Most, like, most lenses have a little notch on them to go... Here's where you go, and make it happen. I imagine that this Leica, that the, I imagine the lens is permanently attached, but I don't know. Got it. And also, his photo, his actual photography is also wicked. Uh, just going on his website and looking at some of the photos he's taken, he is an incredible photographer. If you scroll down as well, you can see that Lenny Kravitz has got a camera covered in snake skin, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> signature ca- who would have thought it's signature cameras for people who aren't primarily known as photographers? I can understand if, I don't know, who's a famous photographer? David Bailey, is he a photographer? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, if he had a signature one, but... Uh, who's next? The Edge. Is there an Edge camera? Annie next? Leibovitz. Yeah, that's she's a photographer as well. I d- uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, it's not it, it. It isn't any different to like the um, what's the geezer from Twenty Four? Oh, um, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. He, you know, he's I mean, got a signature. He's got a signature three three five, and right, he's but he like, does tour. He does tour. He though. does tour, but he's not primarily known as a guitar player. And yeah. that's that's essentially what this is. Is it's a signature camera for someone who maybe their you know their profession is. That's having Being a mate a at Gibson in it. That's having a mate at Gibson, sure. Well, maybe. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I think it's just like a yeah, being being very Hollywood and having a mate at Gibson will probably get you a decent uh, <laughs> decent Gibson signature. So, <laughs> um, Matt Knight, do you want to tell us a little bit about the new Blue Guitar Amp One Iridium Edition? Absolutely. So, one thing I've realised from going to guitar shows is two things are certain. One, it will be loud, and yeah. two, Thomas Blug will be there. <laughs> he is literally at every single guitar show was anywhere. He was he there today? He was there was today. He, <laughs> he he goes everywhere, and he absolutely he is uh, amazing when it comes to like product design. He worked obviously for a bunch of people before, and obviously Blue Guitars have been his product for well over ten years now, and he. Every time I've heard him play, and he's always obviously using that, and his, I think he's actually got a signature vintage, but he's also got like a vintage 62 Strat as well, which he uses quite a lot. He's definitely got a signature model, yeah. Yeah, and basically the blue guitar, for people who don't know, is a kind of an actual physical amp in a box um, that uses nanotube technology. So it's it's based on his Marshall... Um, I think it's based on his like Marshall JMP or Plexi. Like, I think he's got like... 50 Marshall Plexis, like vintage ones. And his idea was to build that into a, a basically a fly rig, but it wanted he wanted a proper power amp and everything in there. Um, so the blue guitar has a clean channel, a vintage channel, a crunch channel, and a lead channel. You've just got a bass middle treble, an effects loop, and then a speaker out. So you go straight into um, a cab or whatever. But it's mainly designed for people who want that sort of vintage, marshy, plexi tone. And I think a lot of people have been requesting something that actually was a little bit more high gain. And that's where the Iridium Edition comes in. So this is a all analog, 100% metal voiced, nanotube driven blue guitar, basically. So the same layout as before. Uh, you've still got the four channels. You've got gain and master volume, uh, three band tone stack. 
obviously uh, 100 watts of insane on the floor power um but it's all voiced for sort of metal players basically and to be honest i think it looks amazing it's all in black where the other one's in silver with purple and blue buttons and i just think yeah it's incredibly well designed that was as, as shallow as this is that was my first thought i was like that looks way more expensive than the other one it looks much cooler yeah definitely and i tell you what i mean if i for like an amp in a box I think every time I've heard this I'm like absolutely blown away and the feel is incredible because it's yeah it's basically an amp on on the floor it's it's designed to be an amp it's not a pedal emulating an amp or anything like that it's it is an amp it just happens that it's just it lives on the floor rather than on top of a cab and you can you know you can buy a programmable midi foot controller or remote foot controller series or parallel effects loop um and the fact that it's yeah an all uh, all analog signal path, I just think it's it's wicked. I'm surprised I haven't seen more people use these, but um, it's an incredible incredible product. So um, it's nice to see something with a little bit more gain built into it as well for people who want that. Yeah, not um, not mega money either, like eight hundred quid. So yeah, for for a hundred watt amp, it's not bad really. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously a lot of people are going. Oh well, I can buy like a Moore baby bomb for that's 30 watts and it's like 50 quid and it's like yeah but it's just a very kind of small cheap class d thing in a box where this is as close as you're probably going to get to a mar- like a vintage marshall plexi in a box basically without but you know people say it's a marshall in a box type pedal this is a marshall in a box basically yeah um, yeah but yeah they they're absolutely wicked can i ask a question that uh, i'm literally the only person that cares the answer to Matt. go on um, yes do do you know what power supply this uses <laughs> um it has its own inbuilt transformer so it actually runs on a normal iec plug straight into the back right okay right yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's like it's, it's straight in as matt says it's an amp but it's it just, just goes amp. on the floor yeah, okay, rather than fine. top of on top of a yeah. cab so yeah and is it cool. is it internationally uh voltage you know does it work probably i believe so yeah i believe it's um it's switchable inside i I can't confirm that i'd have to read the manual and i love reading a good manual um but yeah i'd imagine so i mean i've seen him play all over europe and the us yeah mains voltage range 100 to 240 nice Um, you can literally go anywhere with that yeah so yeah and i'd I'd really and i mean it weighs 1.2 kilos so just over a few pounds yeah, not bad. Not two bad point, two and a half pounds. To take basically your entire kind of amp set up in something that will go in a laptop bag. It's not yeah. bad at all, is it? I mean, I've seen people use this with like an HX um, Stomp. I, actually, the first time I, I tried one properly was at the um, Toman TGU thing a couple of years ago. And a guy was running his GT100 multi-effects with this. So he was using the GT in the effects loop, running basically using this to run four cable method. So he could have all of his distortions in the front end of the blue guitar, but all of the effects in the effects loop nice. of the thing. And, and again, yeah, that probably all fits in like a laptop bag. Yeah, it basically all fit in like one little portable bag that you could take on the plane. I was like, that's amazing. Nice. And um, We're running out of time on the podcast, but I do. I did reach out to the Facebook group to let them know that you were here, Mikey, for some questions. Okay. So I'm going to leave another gap for Joe now to put the jingle in here. Questions. There we go. Um, so that was, that was a longer gap than he normally leaves. Yeah, so, well, you know, I'm so just sorry. I'm feeling like he's if he's got norovirus, he's not going to be particularly accurate on the podcast edit. So Do you think he's just going to be like the gap? Make sure you leave the gap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's normally like. He's normally like everyone be quiet for a minute. But yeah, I think uh, I think we need to just give him a few extra seconds to. Uh, to do it this week. Anyway, okay. first question um, from Joe, not our Joe, but a Joe. Uh, Mikey, you were thinking about getting slash building a baritone a little while ago. Did you get anywhere with it? Um, I mean, I get a lot of people approaching me about building a guitar for me and stuff. And while some of that stuff comes to fruition, some of it never happens, I don't own a baritone. And I've always wanted to... I've never played a baritone. Never picked one up. Really? Never played one? Uh, never, I suppose not, there's not really... I can't think of any left-handed baritones. I mean, do, no. do Chapman do one? Do you know what? Um, the only baritone I've actually picked up and played was a Chapman. And it was right-handed. And it felt absolutely awesome. Sounded brilliant. It was, felt super spongy to play. And I was like, I kind of get why people, had, why people would use this. Um, and it just left me thinking, where can I pick up a left-handed baritone that does the thing the only the only one i can remember from when i was kind of 
really thinking about that a while ago was like the ESP Viper they did in a band yeah. tone. Is yeah. that right. But it's like, I just don't like the look of it and they look so, so metal and it's like a melting SG and it, it's just, I like, I like an SG, you know, like I'd, I'd rather have a regular SG, even though I'd rather put up with the tuning stability and the heavy headstock on a re- regular SG than play an ESP, ESP Viper. Sorry, Surely ESP. you can get your, your signature, they can, they can just, you know, Make just don't chop as much. Just yeah, just don't chop as much off when they're putting the neck on. Just, just glue a just bit of extra on. Pop a bit on. Pop a little <laughs> bit in between bit of neck on. No, I, I, the answer is no. I I haven't got a baritone. I don't own one. I've never really played a left-handed one that does the thing. So I've, um, I remember Dan Electro did a baritone version like the U two. I was going to say version. actually, I think your best chance of getting a left-handed baritone that you could use is old Dan Electro stuff because yeah. I'm almost certain they did a left-handed baritone. I think they did i think i might even be watching one on reverb right now yes <laughs> i've actually just like. done a i've done a quick a quick google and there is uh you can get an airline yeah that's right that's the other one yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. and i think uh, and- make one as well that's kind of like i think they do like the upside down like the firebirdy looking upside downy reverse oh okay that's a baritone that they did do in lefty for five minutes but i don't know whether that was the weird 10 string one that had like 10 strings and yeah, yeah. I don't know. This, I've, I've always been on the hunt for one. Like I don't own a twelve-string acoustic, and I've always kind of been on the hunt for one, just the right cool kind of thing or an electric. But it's hard to find left-handed stuff that's like quirky and weird. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's take another question. Um, Corey says, "Does Mikey read music?" Um, so I never learned to read music back in the day when I was teaching myself to play guitar. Um, I basically taught myself with like some tab books and stuff and like watching videos, like, and by videos, I don't mean like in-game Malmsteen, like rewinding it and trying to do it over and over again. I mean like watching Nirvana, like, you know, swing guitars around on a stage, that kind of thing. That's how I learned to play Barclays. Come on, don't like... lie. You know, you've watched a bit of whatever his famous one's called, <laughs> high speed metal death no, or whatever it's called. I've seen it, but I, it's not for me. It's just, I, I haven't got it in my hands. And, um, no, I, I actually start, um, started learning to play piano last year and my teacher is actually really hot on trying to make me read music like her her whole vibe is you know she's quite studious and she's more of the reading type of person and I'm sort of having to do that thing but I do find it really difficult especially in later years like it's the sort of thing I suppose if you picked it up when you were 10 totally be like in your bones now but I'm like what it's mental because you know when you when you read tab or whatever, it makes sense. There's six strings. You have X amount of fingers. But with piano, it's like there's you You have to read two staves at the same time. You're basically learning. You're reading and interpreting what two hands are doing on separate things and reading it in real time and playing it. Yeah, that sounds hard. It is mental. <laughs> and you, you actually, is when you're as I mean, I did piano lessons when I was much longer, younger. But you have to also not try and memorize the piece of music that you keep practicing, because you're not actually you're just like you're not actually reading it. You're just. Do you know how many times I've had a ruler smacked on the back of my hands for that? <laughs> because that's what I do. I basically I cheat and I go on YouTube and go right. I'm going to figure out how to play this thing. And then I figure it out and I just memorize it. And then she's like, "You're not reading the music. You're just blagging it." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Is that is that is that a, is that a behaviour learnt from like when Skindred decide to pull you know an old song back from back from the dead? You're like, I've got I've got to look this up. Go I can't YouTube. relearn it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go and find a video of me playing it. That's exactly how I remember. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, mean, but... you know, I don't think any of our stuff's ever been tabbed. I don't think any of our stuff's <laughs> ever been like. Oh, you no must pi- have had a tab book out there, surely at some nope. point. Nope, really? No, nope, nope, okay. that comes. That's done with your publishing, and that's oh, yeah. never happened. Um, I should do one really and make some make a few quid. I'm missing. I don't think, pi- Mikey. I don't mean to burst your bubble here, mate, but I, I'm not sure there's an enormous market for tab <laughs> books in the year 2019. I don't think so either. And you know, looking on things like Ultimate Guitar or whatever, where you're trying to find stuff out. Anytime I've looked at that stuff before. It's like people haven't got people are off. People are wrong. They don't know how to do. Oh it. yes, I mean not specifically that side, but my experience of uh, like crowdsourced tab stuff is like yes, yeah, it's right. just wrong. Just could, even I, I, even a, a poor guitarist like me can tell this is wrong. And I've obviously just revealed my uh, that I go out uh, late at night. I sit up on Google, googling um, skin dread tabs and just yeah. mocking people for getting it wrong. That's what I do. <laughs> yes. Well, he go yeah, ultimate guitar fifty one skin dread tabs at the moment. So yeah. They're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, what, even, even the one that says high quality. 
Probably. Wow. I don't know. I don't think we've ever written a song called High Quality. But <laughs> <laughs> how do you tab out the dub siren? That's what I want to know. You write in. Um, you write a special symbol going. This is the dub siren bit. Do just, this bit now. You mash the buttons like a <laughs> lunatic and um, turn the delay up really loud. Just make the noise. Make do the thing. Make do, the noise. Do the yeah. noise. Well, with that, we have come to the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to hear more, you can join us over on the Patreon episode, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. Five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour. This week we are going to I've put together a little quiz actually. I built it for two people. Mm-hmm. Um and but let's see if it works with three we'll we'll have a go and see where we get to um it's a fun quiz it's all about numbers and stuff we can play that so that's on uh, if you uh, spend the five dollar tier ten dollars you get your name read out at the end of the podcast in some sort of wacky song that joe's going to put together um and stitch on the end here last week maybe, it was sort of poppy i don't really know what he's going to do this week maybe joe could like puke out everyone's name yeah <laughs> maybe that maybe yeah i'll send him a message now and just say while you're on the toilet if you could just do the podcast names that would be funny uh, i don't think he'd take that in the humor that it was meant uh, right now i think he's struggling um you can also join in the fun at uh, all the social media stuff twitter is just at guitar nerds instagram uh, f- at guitar nerds as well youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos uh mikey if people want to find out more just reiterate the uh red beard places that people can find you yeah absolutely so on instagram it's at red beard effects twitter is at red beard effects you can find us on facebook at red beard effects and our dot com where you can purchase our first product the red mist mark 4 is redbeardeffects.com bloody lovely thanks very much for joining us and we will see you next week bye-bye cheers gang bye Bye-bye. Mark Rob Barstow, Stephen Burke, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Marin Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Rax, Christian Lan Hansen, Zach Melton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric File, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Royce, Chris Jacob, Moore, Rob Gruel, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper, Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, O'Emory, James Baker, Juan Collier, Adam Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Kemp and Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lowsteth, Hans Ams, Robert Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Ed Bentley, Steve Merkel, Carlos Mancha, Andy Monkey, Kenzie, Brad Page, Blair, Tom, Scott, O'Brien, Laurie, and Paul Corrigan, Will Clemmel, Gravit, Phil Tomset, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Kane, Sean Arbo, Christopher Wolfman, The Guitar Nerds Executive Producers. Bravo. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.